I think well, the thing for me is the only competition I have is right in between my ears, right? It's it's like I am my own worst enemy, my own biggest critic. Uh, I'm also, you know, like my own champion if I if I choose to make that decision. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What is going on, you amazing, abundant leader? I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community, showing you how to live your life of abundance in family, faith, finances, and fitness on your way to having more. And you know when I say that, some people ask me, Wally, why is it that you want more? What is it about your life that is not fulfilled? What do you not have in your life that you feel that you need more? Well, to me, first I have to identify what more means to me. I want more relationships as far as connections and people that I can connect with each other. I want more conversation, meaningful conversation around abundance and prosperity and the, uh, the scarcity mindset that so many people have right now. Uh, when we're looking at what's going on in the world right now today, there's so much scarcity mindset that somebody's out to take something from me or this person shouldn't have that amount of stuff because I don't have that amount of stuff. That's a scarcity mindset. Now, I'm going to go deeper on that conversation and many others. I'm just not going to do it right now. This particular episode is to highlight our featured guest. But if you would like to get in on that conversation and if you would like to care to hear what my thoughts are on this and please get in on the conversation then make sure you go over to facebook and look for the men of abundance fan page i'm going to be having those conversations there i'm going to be going live once in a while and you'll be able to get in on the conversation whether it's live or if you're watching the recorded version so make sure you get to facebook make sure you go to the men of abundance fan page like the fan page and then comment on any of the videos that are there. I welcome the comment. I want the conversation. So I also want more. Let's get back into what I want more of. I want more love in the world. There's so much love in the world right now. But what I want, and the reason why I do this on the Men of Abundance podcast and the community, is because I want to show people the amount of abundance and the amount of love and the amount of resources that are available to everybody as long as they move those resources around properly and you use your skills to obtain the abundance that you deserve in your life. And I assure you, where you are today is exactly where you want to be. And I can prove that based off your actions and your thoughts, quite frankly. So if you want to get in on more of these conversations, go to Facebook, like the Men of Abundance fan page, and there's a Men of Abundance group as well. You can go there and request access to the Men of Abundance group on Facebook as well. I look forward to seeing you there. Now, our featured guest today is the creative mind behind Dwell Mortgage. He is a full-time branch manager, top 1% mortgage originator for the last three years. He's a business coach, retired firefighter, and coffee enthusiast. 
He believes he has grown his business by practicing honesty over making an extra dollar. Prior to lending and coaching, he was a full-time firefighter at the busiest station on the West Coast. He believes that his experience as a firefighter has given him a special set of skills that he is able to bring into his business, from communication to fast-paced yet effective work systems. Men of Abundance, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Shane Kidwell. Shane, welcome to Men of Abundance, brother. How are you doing? I'm well, man. How are you? I am absolutely excellent. Where are you at in the world? Uh, I am about 20 minutes north of Seattle today, and out my window, uh, I'm on the 12th floor of a 13-story building, and I'm looking at it about eight inches of snow. That's crazy, man. Crazy. Yeah, I got to get my little guy out to some snow, man. The poor little duty. First 10 years of his life, he was lived in Hawaii, and now he's out here in Florida, and he's just dying to see the snow, but he has no idea what he's in for. Well, what he needs, I mean, you know, brother, he could always go to Kona and he could get a, a little beach day and a little snow day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if he wanted to. But yeah, no, it's um, it's a beautiful day. It's better than rain, right? Like we get a lot of liquid sunshine and this is the powdery kind. So I'll take every bit of it I can get. Well, I'll tell you, man, I lived in Germany for three years and it's not as romantic as they make it out to be, brother. If it, I would not, when I would look out my window and see cars sliding down the road, I call my boss, I'm like, brother, I'm not coming in today until that salt truck comes up here, and even then it's questionable. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you always would, you're always thankful when, when you when you can tell they've salted the roads. Absolutely, 100%, man. Well, I like to start out with an attitude of gratitude. What do you have to be grateful for today? Man, uh, what don't I have to be grateful for? You know, we just got done with uh, an incredible year, and so this last weekend, I had my whole team in town for my mortgage company. We had about 60 people. I just had an incredible weekend of breaking bread together, having fun. So I'm just kind of still coming down from the high of spending time with my team. Man, that's wonderful. That is so amazing when you can celebrate those wins. And how important is it to celebrate those wins with your team? It's huge. I mean, you know, I was talking to one of my guys the other day and I said, one of the things that's really important is, you know, we, we create a lot of elaborate um, elaborateness in our life. And so it's hard to hit a bullseye because it's so far down the road or it's so complex. We really are working to create small victories all the time. Part of that's just having an abundance mindset. Part of it is creating things in your day and in your week you can accomplish. So we like to say we like to hit lots of small bullseyes often. And man, I think it's so important to be able to celebrate the big ones with your team because when you're in sales, you're constantly on to the next challenge. You're constantly on to the next thing. And it's really important to stop, catch your breath, reflect, celebrate, you know, because otherwise, what's the point of being in sales? Cool. So, yeah, absolutely. Those, those, you know, so many people try to go for the big win. I mean, they're swinging for the fences. And when you swing for the fences, it's cool. You're going to fail a lot more and a lot bigger. But when you just try to get those base hits and base hit and base hit and base hit, that's going to win the game, man. And it, it's not sexy. <laughs> it's not exciting. But at the end of the year, when you look at the numbers, they just don't lie, do they? Yeah, it's funny. It's like I, I'm a sports fan, and we have a really bad baseball team here in town. But at one point, uh, we were not bad. At 2001, we, we tied the record for most wins. Uh, the Mariners had 116 wins. And to win 116 baseball games is unbelievable. I mean, that is a ton of wins. 
and our team was known for being like a base hitting team. So they didn't win by just bashing the ball out of the park like the old A's did or the Yankees did. It was all about getting guys on base and hitting singles. And that's mm-hmm. so true in business it's, and in life. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important to just have small victories and stack small victory upon small victory upon small victory. And if you do that every day, you look back at the end of the year and you go, wow, we had some huge wins. But it's because you you, you started with the small ones. I think that's really important. Yeah, it really is important. And there's another aspect to that, and it's a psychological aspect. And that is that progress progress equals happiness. And if you're if you're just swinging for the fences and missing and missing and missing, you're not making progress. But if you got those little wins and little wins and celebrating those little wins, that progress equals happiness. You feel it, you see it, and it's just tangible. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So you know, before we got started here, I, I talked a little bit about you. I shared your bio. That's the that's the professional stuff you've been doing. Here on Men of Abundance, we like to get to know the man behind the abundance. So if you would, how would you describe yourself? Boy, um, I'm a guy. So my core values are on my wall at my office, and I would say uh, I'm I am those core values: move move fast, work hard, be honest, act like family. Like that really exudes everything that I I do in my life. Um, for 12 years, I was a professional fireman in downtown Seattle, and firemen work work hard and move fast and you know I was entrepreneurial by nature just because my dad um, was an entrepreneur helped start found horizon air so I have that entrepreneurial spirit with that blue collar kind of uh, ingrained work ethic and uh, I just I love a good cup of coffee I love conversation amongst friends I love coming up with ideas and solving problems um, and, and so I think that's just a little bit about kind of the my nature that kind of maybe makes me unique in my space. Yeah, I dig it. And thank you for uh, that time as a first responder, as a firefighter, because, man, I'm telling you what, I have major respect for all first responders. But firefighters, <laughs> when you're not in the, you know, like people see firefighters as in, you know, in the middle of a fire and all this stuff. But a lot of the time, I know because I was a first responder for a while as well, you're dealing with people on a daily basis and not everybody's easy to deal with, man. And it just takes, it takes a toll on you, does it not? Yeah, you know, I, I explained the fire department this way. So, Wally, imagine you were sitting on your couch in the dark and you were taking a nap. The lights turned on, a foghorn went off. You had to jump up, get your clothes on, get out in your car, and start driving within a minute. Then you had to drive to a location you'd never been to as fast as you possibly could, breaking every law and speed limit. You had to walk into a house you'd never been in, meet a person you'd never met, and deal with their worst crisis on their worst day in under 21 minutes. Hmm. That is the life of a fireman. And so for me, one of my biggest blessings in life is I got to do that for 12 years I worked at the busiest station on the West Coast, so I got to get a ton of reps in working with people at their darkest time, at their most vulnerable stage that I'd never met before. And so you, you like, you, if you're gonna be good at being a fireman or or, or firefighter, you have got to be relatable mm-hmm. because you've got to break down barriers when you're sitting in somebody's home. Because they didn't plan to have you come to their home. It wasn't like we made a reservation and they cleaned the house and made cookies and coffee. Like I'm here at their worst moment and you got to break down the barriers and get to what's what's the real crisis, the real problem and make them comfortable. 
And I think if you do that in life, you can go a lot of places in business. Man, absolutely. (laughs) The way you broke that down is absolutely brilliant and literally gave me chills, man. (laughs) That's freaking awesome. So, you know, being a firefighter, I'm sure you've got many kicking the gut moments. Being a business owner, you've got many kicking the gut moments. Hell, being in the mortgage industry, (laughs) you've got (laughs) a few kicking the gut moments, but I don't want to put no words in your mouth. Uh, But I would like to hear that kick in the gut moment and really make us feel that. You know, I mean, I've had I've had many. Um, I think that every I think in business when and when you're an entrepreneur, you know, if you if you like drew a map of the story of an entrepreneur, it's defeat stacked on defeat stacked on defeat that then somehow equates to a victory. And and there's like you know so it's a lot of small you have a lot of small losses and you have a lot of big wins and um, for me I would say you know probably one of the biggest ones I was a fireman I was a full time mortgage originator so I was working two jobs full time I was working about 80 hours a week and part of that was because of my wiring like I have FOMO like major fear of missing out and I have FOMO in business and so in business what that means is. I've always got to answer the emails. I've always got to pick up the phone. I've always got to be doing more and more and more so I don't lose a deal, don't lose a client, don't lose a relationship. It would drive me to the point where I'd come home at 8 o'clock in the morning from the fire department, just worked an amazing job, helped people, got a salary, benefits, like dream job for most people. My FOMO kicks in. I've got to run to the office and start solving problems because I don't want to miss anything. And it got to the point where it, you know, I was completely burned out. I was miserable in pretty much everything I was doing. I was making great money, successful. Like, I mean, everybody who would look, you know, at me on social media would say, this guy's got it pretty, pretty well. And I was miserable. And my wife was miserable. We were miserable together, <laughs> right? And she, in, in a moment one day of, of just being transparent and weak, she said, Shane, if you put as much energy into me as you do into your job, and then she kind of trailed off. And that was probably the biggest shot to my like that was the, probably the biggest shot to my gut because she wasn't being harsh or angry. She was just being authentic and vulnerable and I realized what's really important in life, like what really really matters. And on your worst day, who's going to be there for you? And if you make a bunch of money, solve a bunch of problems, you know, acquiesce the FOMO, you know, patrol the FOMO you know little guy on your shoulder what's the outcome and I just realized that I needed to change my mindset I needed to hire better staff go all in on myself pick a career um, focus on creating balance and that's a really hard thing to do when you're an ADD caffeinated former fireman who likes to stay busy Wow, yeah, I totally get that. And that is so relatable to so many people. I know some of you out there listening to this are are not really getting exactly what Shane is saying, but you're you're falling into the same trap because you're you're just treading water. You're you're I see it all the time. I see people one one day they're doing one business and the next day they're doing another business and then they're doing this business on top of that business and you see they're just reaching to try to make money here and there and really what ends up happening you still there Shane? Yep. Yeah, okay, your video's cutting off. Um what ends up happening is you realize that it may be FOMO 
or it may be shiny you know shiny object syndrome or you got another great idea and you just have to implement it i'm here to tell you guys you don't have to implement it you have to focus on the one darn thing that you actually enjoy doing i don't know about passionate about per se but you actually enjoy doing and can make you some put some food on the table pay the rent keep the utilities on you know yeah, well, you know, it's funny. I'm looking at my whiteboard here, and I wrote this down. For for me, when I look at business decisions and things that I, I'm going to you know invest my time in, I work on things where I can be impacting the most people in the least amount of time at the lowest cost. And, if I, and I'll say that again. I want to do things where I can impact the most people in the least amount of time at the lowest cost. So if I have that mindset in business, I focus on a few things where I enjoy that and you enjoy it. Like that's the fourth component. You you have to enjoy what you're doing or over time you're going to burn out and your quality will drop. And pretty mm-hmm. soon you're just doing what everybody else is doing, you know, selling crappy cheeseburgers instead of high-end steaks, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's been something that I've learned over the years. And so it's, you know, going narrower with your skills, focusing on a few things you know, I, I reminded somebody, we, we live in Amazon country. And when Jeff Bezos started Amazon, he didn't start Amazon selling 7,000 items. He started Amazon selling books. Mm-hmm. Like that was it. And he sold books until he got really, really good at selling books. And he had the opportunity to scale and level up and expand. Now he sells everything and he sells books. But he started with one thing, and I think that that was a really good lesson for me in business was like learning to focus on a few things. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And that far from happened overnight. It took <laughs> <Yes>. years <laughs> upon years for him to get that, that business to that point. Absolutely. And then, of course, he brought on very good you know, people onto his team that specialized in those areas. Um, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, goodness, man. I can just go on and on about this conversation, brother. I love it. So, let's kind of get into what you're doing now, how you're paying it forward. What are you doing with that information from that kick in the gut moment? And maybe not necessarily from that specifically, but what are you doing with that information or all the other, everything else you've accumulated, all of your experiences throughout the course of your life? And how are you paying it forward? Yeah. So, you know, I, I do it in a couple of different ways. So I took my sales experience and I, I was a mortgage originator. I worked for a company and I decided that I wanted to be the man. I wanted to be the boss, right? And so I, I created a company and I, st- I created a branch and I started working in the mortgage space. And I quickly realized that I'm not the kind of guy to work for others. I'm really the kind of guy who wants to work for myself. And so I created my own mortgage company, Dwell Mortgage. We have an amazing parent company that supports us. My entire goal with Dwell Mortgage is to take everything I've learned that's helped me be successful and give it back to all of my guys. And so, you know, I mentioned we had our end of year event. The theme of that event was best year ever. And partly because as I was looking at the numbers, seven of my top originators all had their best year ever. Like all seven of my top originators had their best year ever. And then I asked myself, well, if they had their best year ever, what if we did that again? And what if we broke that down and we had our best month ever every month? And what if we had our best week ever? And what if we had our best day ever? And so for me, paying it forward to the mortgage space, it's it's twofold. It's one, it's helping my people have their best day ever, every day. And if I do that, then I win. Secondarily, 
I'm taking the things I'm learning and I'm, I'm a coach for a uh, coaching development company called Next Level Loan Officers. We coach other loan officers who are like-minded and we share our ideas and we share our you know shot to the gut moments. We share our victories. We share our failures. And it's been more valuable than almost anything else I've done, being able to break bread with like-minded people. We're like a giant family from across the country. We just have a ton of fun with it. That right there is an abundance mindset because who in their right mind with a scarcity mindset is going to go out and share valuable wins and losses with the competition, so to speak, literally, quite frankly. I think why the thing for me is the only competition I have is right in between my ears, Mm -hmm. right? It's, It's like I am my own worst enemy, my own biggest critic. Uh, I'm also, you know, like my own champion. If I if I choose to make that decision, I, I don't have competition. You know, if I'm focusing on myself and doing the things the way I'm supposed to do and being authentic, just being like trying to be the best version of me, not a crappy version of you, like then there's no competition. I'm going to make what I'm supposed to make. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to align with the right real estate agents and financial planners and my sphere of influence will grow because I'm just being me and so it's fun. And so that's what I always tell my people. Like don't try to go after people that you want to work with. Go after people that you want to be friends with. Mm -hmm. And when you're friends with people, you share ideas. You share your wins and your losses and you're transparent about that. And I think that's something that a lot of people have lost in sales. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Most are just trying to go out and get the next sell as opposed to building a career. And in order to build a career, I was listening to a guy the other day who's actually got a real estate business down in in Hawaii. And he he kept this same thing kept coming up. He was telling the story about this particular deal that he did with this one guy. And he goes, and we're still good friends today. And then he would tell another story. And her and I are still good friends today. Matter of fact, I just I was just at their, you know, wedding anniversary, and I was at their kids' baseball games. This guy is creating relationships. He's not just making that next sell, and that's what so many people, specifically in the real estate industry and many others, card sales, everything else, they're they're just out for that next sell instead of building a career through, over through friendships. And then the other thing I like that that you were talking about is um, no, I forgot my train of thought. <laughs> So go ahead and say something on what I was just talking about. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's really important that, you know, in business, like you have to focus on, I mean, A, be yourself, like understand who you are, what your passions are, what makes you tick, be confident in your own suit, right? Mm -hmm. And then align yourself with people that it's easy to be in relationship with. Like if you've ever had those relationships, like, and I know, you know, you sit down with your spouse and you go, man, that guy is hard to be friends with, or man, it's hard to work with that gal. Like those are the people you shouldn't align with Mm -hmm. because you only have like, you know, one of the, the few things in life that is not renewable is your time. And so you have to be really judicious with where you spend your time because you can't get more time. And so for me, as I saw that, you know, my, my father passed away when I was seven years old. And like I had financially my best year ever last year by a long shot. Like you can make more money in sales in a month than you can make in a year as a fireman. I would give up every dollar I've ever made combined to have my dad back, right? 
And I think, I think that if we thought about like how we spend our time, I think if we did that more often, we emphasized putting good time into good people into good in- relationships and conversations, your business would thrive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very, very selective about who I work with. Um, I, as a business, what I do now is as a business marketing strategist, and I'm very selective about who I get on this mic with and have these conversations with to share on Men of Abundance. I've had my time wasted. I've had conversations with people. I was like, that was crappy. That guy was just trying to sell some crap, and I didn't like his story. Maybe he had an okay story, so on and so forth, I, and I just didn't air it. And others, I try to catch, I've been doing this long enough now where I can kind of catch them ahead of time. I'm not going to have that conversation. But even still in my business, look, I traveled the world for 25 years for the United States Army, and I was gone more time than I was, and I have a 25-year-old in the Army now. I have a 20-year-old in the, at Navy boot camp week two right now and a 10-year-old at home. And I've been with the 10-year-old more than I've been with the other two. You know, so every that's why part of the reason why we live in Florida, so we can go to Disney and Universal. We're going to go to um, uh, Monster Jam here in a couple weeks, you know, so we can do stuff like that. And I don't want nothing taken away from that time. So I'm very selective about my time as well. Yeah, I, I – and first and foremost, thank you for your service and thank your sons, man. I mean, you're a you're a military family and that's an amazing legacy to have. And there's very few people who are willing to make that sacrifice in today's world. So thank you for that. I appreciate that. And on behalf of my boys as well. Yeah, absolutely. So man, you know, so let's talk more about, you know, what specifically you're doing. I like to lift up the business as well, because, you know, what you do is more than just putting people in homes and selling people's homes so they can move on to another chapter of their life, whatever that is. You're, you're creating experiences, man. You're, a home is a very personal thing. And now you, are you commercial or are you, also, um, or are you residential or also commercial? We are residential only. Um, so we do anything from one to four units. Um, yeah, so we're and we're in, you know, I, I'm probably wrong, but we're in 30 to 35 states. Mm-hmm. So we're we have office locations in several states and then we have a virtual presence in most of the country. Very nice. Yeah, so you're making a huge impact, man. We're we're trying, you know. I mean, I think my goal is to every day make a little bit more of an impact. And I'll tell you, as your as success comes, there's a couple paths you can choose to go down. You can choose to go down to, I did it all on my own. I'm going to buy a bunch of, you know, stupid shit that I don't need. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go, I'm going to, me, 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 right? You can do that. You can celebrate. And if you work hard, you know, celebrate. Or you can say, oh my gosh, I've had incredible abundance. What else can I do with that to create more abundant people? Mm-hmm. And, and that's really been my goal. You know, I grew up with missionaries visiting our home. My dad and my mom were extremely generous people, and I, I have the mindset where I live off of a fireman's salary, and so everything outside of that is just a massive blessing, and so we do it like we really want to focus, my wife and I, on how we can pay it forward in business and using the business funds because what a lot of people that want to attack people who are successful, you know, they'll, they'll talk about the 1%. What they don't talk about is the more money you make, the more opportunities you have to be generous. Mm-hmm. And so for me, my goal is to to be able to make more opportunities to be generous. Yeah, and thank you for that. And I'm glad you brought that up because that is in part 
part of the whole reason why I started this Men of Abundance conversation over three years ago. Because I've always considered myself, I know capitalist is a dirty word in some people's minds, but it's just the reason why is because the way it's been portrayed. I mean, the ultimate portrayal of an evil capitalist is um, the Christmas Carol, right, with, with Ebenezer Scrooge. And that is the minority when it comes to successful business owners. Successful businesses don't make the news when they're giving to all of these different charities and donating this, that, and the other. They have a whole division for that, and that gets no press whatsoever. But as soon as they, one of the employees or somebody messes up or does something wrong or whatever, then the whole business goes down, and that's how that business is. And it just gets so sickening to me when I personally talk to business owners that are you know making $80,000 a year to several million uh, dollars a year um and they they just give so much yeah i agree with you man i think it's what's really important now part of that it falls on the successful few to give abundance to the the many mm-hmm. and i i think that you know our society our world we are in a place where a few bad eggs are going to are going to mess it up for everyone else so that's my job as one of those, you know, people living in abundance to not focus on the negative. That means I have to give more, more time, more energy, more resources. You know, and I like I'm a I'm a firm believer that there is a higher power. And there's a book I like to read. It's a pretty good book. It's been around for a while. It's called The Bible. Hello, I got and it right here. <laughs> in, and in the Bible, it doesn't say I get a week off. It says I take a day. I take a, a Sabbath day. Mm-hmm. You know, it talks about like, you know, Jesus goes off into the wilderness by himself and he has privacy and silence and solitude. It talks about a lot of these things, you know, where we, you know, and, and Jesus flips tables when people aren't doing things the right way. I think men of abundance, men who are true leaders have to be willing to be uncomfortable, you know, doing what they know is right mm-hmm. and being generous in spite of maybe a lack of abundance, be generous in the face of uncertainty, you know, markets changing. And when you're an entrepreneur, the market's always changing, right? You never know where your next paycheck's going to come from. So I think it's really important that the few who are doing it wrong are overshadowed overshadowed by the many who are doing it right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely correct. And and thanks for bringing that up. Because another thing, another term that you won't see in the Bible is retirement. That was a term <laughs> that came up later in the 1800s by a German philosopher or German social. So, uh, what is it? What is it? Sociology or something like that? Anyway, um, some dude in Germany brought up the whole idea of retirement, and now we have this whole thing of retirement. So, anyhow, that's a whole different issue. I'm actually retired, but I'm still working. <laughs> I, I love <laughs> that, that man. Be- you know, I'm going to steal that line, Wally, because it's so true. It's like there there are some very simple rules that we need to follow, and you know, from the great book or whatever your 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 belief system is, mm-hmm. and 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 no one says you have to stop. You know, I got coached by a Navy SEAL, and um, your your son who's going through the Navy will at some point run into his name, and one of the things he and I talked about was how my reality. What I need for me to be whole isn't the same as your reality. You know, he's a chain. Who said you had to take two days off a week? Who said you had to work five days in a row? Who said you needed to work from nine to five? It's the they. They say you have to do these things. As soon as you're willing to allow yourself the opportunity to think that maybe there's somebody other than they 
who dictates your success, it changes everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't work four days a week or three days a week. I don't work nine to five because A, I enjoy what I do so it never feels like work and it's cliche but it's the truth. And B, my actions are dictated not by the rest of society but uh, but because of my own moral compass. And I think a lot of people in business and, and men of abundance need to do a lot more focus on that. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and to answer your question, who is it that said we have to do f- two days off and five days a week and all this stuff, somewhere between Ben Franklin and Henry Ford. <laughs> so what you're saying is, you know, our Earth society, has been around basically. here for, for thousands of yeah. years. And in the last 150, we've now created a rule that everyone must follow. Right. Isn't that crazy? It is. Absolutely it's crazy. crazy to me. Yeah, yeah. I, totally, I totally agree. And um, who, which, who was the Navy SEAL that, that you was coached by? Uh, his name's David. David, yeah, Goggins. David Goggins. Yeah, my man. Yeah, yeah he I was know. a man. It was an inc- I had an incredible opportunity Good for you to spend six or seven months um, getting really uncomfortable. And I, I thank him for that. If I ever, if I ever get the chance to see him, I would thank him for that again. And uh, I think you know what I. I think everyone in life should find people that make them uncomfortable mm-hmm. and be around those people, and whether it's for a short term, you know, short time or a long time. Being uncomfortable is so important, and David is like the king of embracing uncomfortable things. Yeah, absolutely. It's it, I mean, it's no surprise. That's why Jesse Itzler hired him, basically, and had him come live in his house. He wrote the book Living with a Seal, which is where I got introduced to David, and then I, I not personally, but then, you know, read a couple, checked out his stuff and listened to his um, Can't Hurt Me, listened to his book. And guys, you've heard me say this before, and if you haven't, I'm going to say it again now. If you get, I'd highly encourage you to listen to Can't Hurt Me with David Goggins, but get the audio version because you're going to get a whole different experience. And he will make you at least feel like you should be uncomfortable. <laughs> and I Yeah, he that. made me sweat over the phone. Let's just say that. <laughs> Good. I bet. Absolutely, I bet. So listen, brother, we're at the point where we are going to pay it forward to our abundant leaders. You ready to do that? I am. Excellent. So share one to three actionable steps men of abundance can take today. I think first and foremost, like as I mentioned, create small wins that you can easily accomplish every day. And I do this in my coaching platform and people always try to overcomplicate really simple things. So what I do is I recommend for every man to create three, like these are non-negotiables. We call these DNNs, daily non-negotiables. Create three daily non-negotiables that you can accomplish every day except for the Sabbath. If you want to do it on the Sabbath, great. So for instance, 50 push-ups a day, read 10 minutes a day of a book, Take 15 minutes to FaceTime your wife. Like if you do those three things every single day, you hit a single every day, you will be amazed at what that does for your life. That's number one. Number two, surround yourself with uncomfortable people that make you uncomfortable. I think that for me in my life, being a fireman is a very uncomfortable job. Every day, you don't know what your day is going to unfold Think about that in business. Most people, you go, you get in your car, you get in traffic, go to your office, you know what's going to happen more or less that day. Every day as a fireman, you have no clue what's going to happen. And so what it does is you get refined by the fire, you get refined by the the calls that you go on, and it shapes you into a person who embraces change. If you're not willing to embrace change in your life, personally, physically, spiritually, at work, 
you're never going to be able to take yourself and get to the next level. And I think third, the most important thing for me that I learned over the last several years was invest your time wisely. You know, we take a lot of time and energy to invest our money wisely and then we blow our time. And it really should be the other way around. We should mm -hmm. be thinking and focusing on investing our time and where we put our time because it's so valuable. And I, I mean, that's going back to loving your family, loving your kids, loving your spouse, loving your parents, making everybody that you come in contact with feel like family. I think for me, Wally, those would be the three things I would focus on. And those are the three things that have helped me really just have just an incredibly blessed life. Yeah, and those are absolutely amazing uh, action points there. Thanks for sharing that. I dig it, man. My pleasure. So what rituals, you mentioned a few as you are just talking there. I know some of those are your rituals. What other rituals make a big impact in your life? You know, um, I listen to a ton of audiobooks, and I put it on one and a quarter speed. And uh, because for me, like, I think one of the things in my business that I've really focused on is trying to be in all facets of my business 1% better than my competition. And if I do that every day, I get 1% better. I listen to an audiobook just a little faster. My branding is just a little bit more on point. You know, my music at the office is a little bit better. The food I serve is a little bit nicer. If you have a mindset and a mentality where you're always improving by 1%, it, it just creates this amazing gap between you and your competition that pretty soon they can't overcome. So that's something I practice every day. It's a mindset that I live by and I really coach and preach with my team. I think for me, and I talk briefly about this, every day I embrace being who I am. I come into my office and I listen to rap music. I wear my hat backwards. <laughs> I like brand clothing that's comfortable to wear. Like I drink a lot of coffee. I just have fun being me. And I think that in business, a lot of people are uncomfortable being themselves. And that's something I just embraced every day. That's awesome, man. I love that. That's one of the things I do miss about working in an office is um, <laughs> I used to always, you know, I was the boss, so I played whatever music, hell, I played Christmas music in July, you know, just because <laughs> I love it and I like to annoy people sometimes, but my rap music or whatever I felt like listening to that day, they're like, oh my God, Wally, just shut it off. No. <laughs> sing that's along. The one sing perk, along that's the one it. perk of being the boss, Wally, Isn't you know? It? I know. Yeah. I, I, now I can just do that here, but ain't nobody here to annoy but my fish, you know, on the... <laughs> Yeah. Stuff like that. Anyhow, you you mentioned you know several audiobooks and and stuff like that. What would you recommend that our abundant leaders read or listen to, and why? I think uh, the E Myth is a phenomenal book on how to create a scalable business. Uh, Clockwork is a really good book for somebody who wants to build a business that they can step away from, be an owner, be a CEO, not a worker. Um, Extreme Ownership is an incredible leadership book. Uh, I'll summarize the entire book. Mm -hmm. It's your fault. Right. <laughs> That's the entire <laughs> book, and it's unbelievable. And people have a hard time understanding that up front because we live in a mentality where we finger point. But Extreme Ownership is an incredible leadership book. And I think if you have staff, if you have people in your life that you know are vendors or people you work with, The Ideal Team Player is another really, really good book. Yeah, all great books, except for that that last one's the only one that I have not read. The other three I've read a couple times. Uh, all great, all great suggestions. So guys, definitely take heed to that. I personally uh, vouch for three of those 
four. And I'm sure the fourth one is absolutely amazing as well. What do you feel holds most people back from living a life of true abundance? I think that a lot of people in life are uncomfortable being honest. I think that we say we're honest, but we don't really embrace true honesty. Because if, if, we, if we're not comfortable being honest, we're not going to be comfortable with people being honest with us. And so, you know, for instance, that could be you and I getting off this podcast and me asking you, Wally, what could I have done better? Like, if I'm not willing to be honest and say I could have done something better, then how do I ever improve in my life? And and if you're not willing to respectfully be honest with other people when you're, you know, hiring and firing staff, when you're investing your resources, like true honesty is a very uncomfortable place. But here's the secret. Once you get there, it's really easy. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just understanding what it means to be honest. And I think that we've lost sight of that. You know, a lot of people, they'll fill you with a lot of bullshit because that's what they think that they're supposed to do. And in reality, that's not serving anyone well. Yeah. You know what else is really cool about honesty that I've found and I'll I'll own this myself is freedom. It's so freeing. And it pisses people off sometimes, but it's all about the delivery. And I am kind of blunt, but specifically with my clients. You and me both, brother. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I tell my clients right up front, look, I'm a retired master sergeant. If I say something that rubs you a little bit wrong, let me know. But ultimately, I want to have that conversation, but because I may need to clarify why I said what I said, not necessarily how I said it. You know, and and I always tell my boys too. I'm more concerned about your well-being than I am about your feelings. So it's, I'm not going to say pull up your bootstraps and get over it. We're going to have that conversation, but ultimately, at the end of the day, I'm going to tell you what what I feel you need to know. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, if you got a booger on your face, I'm going to let you know. I'm not going to let you, I'm not going to be the guy to let you walk around with a dang booger on your face. I don't think I've ever met a master sergeant that didn't act that way. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have been good at your job. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So what does being a man of abundance mean to you? I think, you know, first and foremost, you've got to be willing to be honest about your faults and your mistakes and own them because it's really hard to live abundantly if you're holding on to a fake version of yourself. I think that by living abundant, it means the most abundant men I've ever met in my life are the ones who held on to things the loosest. Like they weren't holding on to money tightly. Mm-hmm. They weren't holding on to material things tightly. They were they were generous with their time, with their resources, and they were so honest and transparent. And I can think back to a man who was a captain in the fire department where I worked. And he was larger than life, Wally. Like just dude played football for Boise State. Big guy. I mean like superhero size guy, right? Like Disney character size mm-hmm. guy. And he was the most like honest, caring man. He gave his time. He looked you in the eye when you did things well. He told you how much he appreciated you. When you did things wrong, he told you he was disappointed because he knew you could do better. That's living abundantly, mm-hmm. I think. And then when you spent, when you invest your time and your resources with people, like that's paying it forward. And I think we need a lot more people to do that. I think we've gotten away from what makes men men. And what makes an abundant man an abundant man? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think we're, to sum that up, I think we're just, too many people are too afraid to get into other people's business. 
And if you think that their business doesn't affect your business, and I mean that on a personal level too, not just actually your business business, but, you know, it does. It, it either does or it will. So yep. you have to make those corrections. I see kids down at the park with my little guy. They're saying the wrong thing, doing the wrong thing. I'm going to correct them. They yep. actually respect that. This they they respect that uh, yeah. ultimately. So yeah, it's we need more people to do that. I'm, I'm not painting, trying to paint a picture like I'm perfect because I'm far from it. But I totally agree with what you're saying, brother. It has been a great conversation, man. I'm glad we got connected. Got to thank Courtney for that. Uh, and um, man, it's just been a, I'm I'm super pumped up right now. <laughs> well, I love it, it. man. Again, thank you for your service. Like, there's nothing more important than people being willing to serve and to serve selflessly. And I, I appreciate you for that. What you're doing is really, really important. And I mean, I think that there's nothing more important than a powerful man who lives life abundantly. And um, we uh, we speak the same language because we've we've interacted with the same people. And man, if if more people could just you know focus on what's really important man what that would do for our world yeah yeah absolutely and i gotta tell you man um just to be going back and forth here but when i was a kid just like any other little boy me and my teenage buddy of mine in high school we had dreams of going to be firefighters and i settled to be an army medic and uh, his son is actually going to be a firefighter now so that's pretty cool but um i i have deep respect for like i said at the beginning of this conversation for you and other first responders so brother what did we not talk about before we let everybody go what do we not talk about that you want to ensure our abundant leaders get out of our conversation and how else can they get more of you yeah i think the easiest way is just to find me on social media man i think we i think we hit the high points um sometimes it's better to go deeper than wider and uh i mean like obviously my goal is to continue conversations with like-minded people and I've had a lot of people in my life that have helped me to get get me to where I'm at. And I am always open to doing that for other people. Um, so just I would say reach out through Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. It's just Shane Kidwell. It's very easy to find me. Um, and I'd love to have more conversation around that with uh, anyone. If you're out there and you're a first responder and you're looking to make a change, I have intimate knowledge on how to go from one from blue collar to white collar. And um, again, there's, you know, I have blind spots in my life and I only learn of those by being around other really unique, awesome people. So I'm always blessed. Wonderful. Absolutely, man. Thanks for your time today. Thanks, man. You are a true abundant leader, man. Go out, live your life of abundance and keep paying it forward. I'm digging it. Thanks, Wally. Be All blessed, man. man. You too. All right. You know what time it is. It's time to take action. It's time for you to evaluate your own mindset and decide if you are your own champion or if you are your own competition. Sometimes you have to get outside help for this, and I highly encourage it. I personally have done it throughout my years. I literally just did it today. I reached out to one of my mentors and coaches, and actually two of them today, and we had a conversation. I was having a roadblock and they shared with me what it was. And it's not always tactical. Sometimes it's strategical and many times it's mindset. And like I said, sometimes getting an outside view is super valuable. It saves you time, saves you money. It saves you frustration. It saves a lot of things that you don't have to deal with if you just reach out for help from somebody else. So regardless of how you do it, Realize if you're your own champion or your own competition, 
and then adjust yourself accordingly. And your second action step for today is for you to pay it forward, be abundant in your actions today by paying it forward and sharing men of abundance with others. Take a picture, take a screenshot of your phone, post it on social media, hashtag men of abundance, hashtag abundance, tag me in it so that I can see it and I can give you a shout out on the show. I look forward to doing that. Now go out, live your life of abundance and make sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.